Okay, so I love this will building exercise. I say it's a will building exercise because it's one of those things where I kind of hate it before I start it, but it's one of those things I kind of force myself to do because I know how good I feel after. It's like how I felt when I was nine years old and I got that prompting, like after going through my childhood life, just kind of realizing, you know, I don't think make-believe stuff is real. You know, like I don't think genies are gonna come and give me three wishes. I don't think, I think that's, like I actually came to that point where I was like, I think it's all fantasy. I think it's all just made up. And at the point I was a little bitter about it, but at the same time, you know, later on I figure out, well, you know, like there's room in this world for fantasy. There's room in this world for imagination, fun, fantasy, fiction, everything, right? Like we can all just make things according to our own expression of what we see and how we view things and just make it happen. So that's all good. And I'm just so glad that I could just come to my mat today, have my books, have my papers, have my pencil crayons, and just like get to it today. Because today's like, I swear, today's probably like a Mother's Day or something, right? It's like May 10th, I think, or 9th. having my lemon water and I'm just I'm just so immensely blessed right now like I kind of want to whisper it because I don't want it to go away because it's like I have everything everything I could possibly be asking for I kind of feel like it's happening maybe it's already carved out for me because Heavenly Father's hand has been in my life so I could have like a a superb Mother's Day kind of day right and it probably is that right and I'm just so glad that like he teamed up everybody around me to rally around me and just give me a great day, right? Like where I could just start, say my prayer and already I can feel like the weight of everybody's prayers, everybody's desires and intentions that knows me to be wishing me a happy Mother's Day kind of feel, right? And it's not like I've read anything. It's not like I've like specifically, like I don't think anybody's even said happy Mother's Day to me, right? But I can just feel it all around me. I can feel it in the way that the snow is on the roofs of the house house. I can feel it in the way that I look outside and it's like gray and just dark, but I just know it's all there. Like I'm just, I love how Heavenly Father's taught me how to become like an expert to see the invisible, right? And I just love, I love seeing it. I love seeing it all, right? And so I, I'm grateful because I can be connected with my Heavenly Father. Like, I just can. I can pray. I can read my scriptures and hear His. Like, these are my love letters from Heavenly Father. Like, look at this. I got, like, this tiny book of Mormon that's, like, this miniature pocket book. Then I have, like, this, like, French book of Mormon to help me remember to read. Because, like, sometimes when I get too commonplace into doing things, it becomes this thing where it's like, oh, well, I don't need to do that. But when I have this French Book of Mormon here, it's like, but wait a minute. Like, do I actually know this book inside out? Could I actually quote it inside out? And then it's like, no. So then it's like, okay. So then there's something that, to find out there, right? And then I have this, like, Book of Mormon that's by the Rosenvalls. They did this thing where they basically created the, the scriptures and put it into, like, a... A play script kind of meant like space like so you know the location you know who's speaking all the time I love it and then I have these like two massive scriptures which is like would be called the quad but I have it in, like split in two so I've got the Holy Bible on one side and then I got Book of Mormon Doctrine and Covenants Pearl of Great Price on the other side and it's like massive I've always wanted these massive scriptures because I love how big the words are 
And I love how, because I love coloring, and I kind of hate the tiny pocketbook version because it's like, I just like color it like one little centimeter and then I've colored it. And I'm like, I don't like that. When I color, I like coloring the whole thing. Like I cut, like coloring a big space. So if I have big scriptures, then I can color a big space. And then I've got these other little tiny books here that kind of motivate me. And I'm so excited about them. Like one was in my book club recently. And it's called Even the Choice Made in Eden by Beverly Campbell. And I just love this other one that I'm reading right now that I'm just eating up, right? Like, I feel like, I feel like I have like top five books that just really help me feel that soul connection with like being a woman, rite of passage as a, as a mother and like sister and, and all of these feelings of what it means to actually like women's classics, right? One of the first times I, I read like, Heaven is Here by Stephanie Nielsen. That was one of them. And then I read like Gift from the Sea by like, I'm gonna butcher her name. Anyways, look up Gift from the Sea, so good. And then, um, yeah, Eve Choice Made in Eden, next one. And then this other one, oh my goodness. I just like, I love it because it actually even fits into my purse too. So I could just bring it everywhere. I've been like bringing this around with me everywhere. And then I like even write little notes on the sides of the pages of like other things that I'm picking up, like favorite lyrics to other songs that I really like so that like this literally can become my journal. It's called Leaning on Jesus by Michelle Wilson. I love it so much. And then I have this other book that helps me remember what I'm trying to do as like one of my focuses for service right now. It's really, really fun. Like, so honestly, it was like, I don't know, 13 years ago that I picked up a book and this book was like so amazing for me because it was like one of those healing books that that really helped me see a direction for the course of my life like on this earth for example of what i could be doing to be productive and what i could be doing to be healthy and 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 be living a life that is focused on, on using my time the most wisely to be able to learn as much i could possibly ever learn right so then i opened up this book and that's what they talk about it's like Learning doesn't stop when, when you go to school and when you choose to do these things and whatever. Those are only like add-in supplemental things of like the mass learning that we take part in in our personal time at home, basically, right? And I'm like, whoa, like what are you talking about? And so then they basically open me up to this whole world where they talk about this is how the greatest leaders of the whole world have ever been raised. You know, they, they have their like, their top books that are basically like historically like the best books that that have been passed down over generations to like classics right classics that these people have been exposed to and they they were typically like home taught right like so whether it was like privately taught by people coming into their home and teaching them or just other dynamics of that kind of sort of being taught at home kind of thing and then um and then they talked about, yeah, so like these people had classics. They they accessed them, they memorized them, they knew them inside and out, they knew them, they were written in their hearts, and they just knew them well. Also, another aspect of that is they had mentors. They had people in their lives that took them under their wing and would give them like assignments and say, hey, how about this? You know, how about this? And they would just cycle through in that relationship back and forth and the mentors would like, give them assignments like prompt them to do different things and then they would go and do it and then come back right and that was like the the basics right of this whole thing so they call it like a thomas jefferson education because like you know thomas jefferson like when they did some study stuff they could find out that's kind of how he was like brought up to be able 
to be so smart. Like, I think somebody said something like, and they were having like a big meeting in this like library of Congress or like some kind of like, or they were having this big like speech kind of meeting thing. And, and it's just like, they said this amazing little quote and I'm going to totally butcher it now because I don't remember, but basically they said like, if like all of the, the wealth and knowledge in this room doesn't even amount to what jo Thomas Jefferson knew by himself sitting in a room by himself right? Like, and it was just like so amazing because, and then I go and find his biography and I go and, and it's an amazing biography, especially the picture book version for kids. It talks about how he would buy books like, like every single day. He'd buy like five books every day and he would just be munching. And then he had this lazy Susan where he has like four books, one on every side. So he could read like multiple books at a time and he would just spin it around and I was just like, oh my goodness, I love this guy. Like, who is this guy? And then you find out about how he, like, created his acreage and all of these different things that he was experimenting with and learning and, like, writing notes about and writing books and, like, trend, like everything, right? Like, it's no wonder why he was called as one of these forefather people to help create this, like, Declaration of Independence, like, like... I'm going to totally butcher it because I'm not American either. So I'm just like, whatever it is, like that constitution, right? There it is. And it's just like, oh my goodness, I love this. I love all of this. And I love it all, right? Like I was on my date with my husband and, I, and we were going through and driving. And it was just so lovely because it got to this point where I was like, you know what? I'm just so happy, right? Like, you know, I, I love this song that I'm singing right now. It's like, I will be happy. I will be uh, what is it? Uh, may I be happy? May I be well? May I be safe and sound? May I be peaceful? May I be at ease with love in my heart and all around? And like, that's like one paragraph out of like three, four, five more paragraph stanzas in this song. And it's like, hey, I look up the, the basics of this song and the background is like Buddhism, right? And I'm like, oh my goodness, that's cool too, right? Like, I just love gathering all of these wonderful things from everywhere, right? Like there was this one little friend magazine article that I read and it was something like, hey, like the, the boy goes through a temple and I think it's in like some kind of East temple thing. They were traveling around the world. They go through a temple thing and then, you know, he just kind of questions to his mom, like, mom, are they worshiping idols? Is that what they were doing in there? And then and then she's like, you know what? We're not going to focus on what they were doing in there. We're going to focus on the fact that Heavenly Father is so grateful for all that they are doing because they are doing the very best with what they know and they are taking really good care of their brothers and sisters that they do know. You know, they're, they're doing their top-notch job at taking care of their families and taking care of their communities. And Heavenly Father congratulates us for every little step, every little effort we make that will bring us closer and closer to the truth of all that he wants to give us, right? Like, that's just what it is. I was talking with him about this concept that I have, right? About like how I'm like, I treasure that there's a truth in, in what I believe, my theory is like everybody in every religion in the whole world and, and even people that aren't part of an organized religion, let's say, right? Like people that just kind of have decided that they're not all about organized religion and they just want to live their life in a way that is like as good as they can make it, right? Without organized religion, for example, right? And I just honor all of them. I really do. I honor all of that. And it's literally articles of faith um, and, and it's like basically that, that concept, like let them worship how, where, or what they made. 
And I actually believe that. I think that is amazing. I love that that is even a part of our articles of faith. Like verse 11, the 11th article of faith. We claim the privilege of worshiping Almighty God according to the dictates of our own conscience and allow all men the same privilege. Let them worship how, where, or what they may, right? Because I, I, I honestly believe that Heavenly Father is able to reach every single person according to their faith, according to their desire to find Him, right? Like, I'm not scared of other people learning and growing and, and becoming who they are through what makes sense to them according to their life experience, according to their education, according to who they are in their family tree and all of this kind of stuff. Like, I think it's a beautiful part of the whole plan of happiness, right? For everybody to have their choice, right? I totally believe that. And so then as I was like pondering on that and that was like, and this is my bias. This is my bias, my opinion, and my deep, deep, deep testimony, right? It's like, this is how I see it. It's like as if Heavenly Father was somebody that lived on the earth. Let's just pretend, right? He was somebody that lived on the earth for a time. And then he's passed away, right? Let's just say that. And then there's all these people. He's not really passed away, though. In this scenario, he's not really. He's still there, right? Like, of course, because we know that, you know, our bodies might die, but our spirits are alive. So his spirit is still alive. He's passed on. He's not in this earth space anymore for somebody to find him and just have a face-to-face -face chat, right? So anyways, then there's like, let's say that then there's that Heavenly Father's child and then their, their grandchild, right? And then there's suddenly, you know, like down however many years the grandchild grows up to a level where they're like, well, who's grandfather? Like, could you tell me a little bit about him? Like, did you ever know him? Like, like, did, was he around? What was it? Like, do you have anything, any stuff that he left behind? And then this father might be like, oh yeah, like here it is. Like, this is like a shoelace from his shoe that he used to wear. Or like, this is a note that he wrote one time. And this is like his shirt. And then like, and then that grandchild might be like, oh yeah, like I love this. I feel so connected with my grandfather from these things. Like I'll take the shoelace, I'll take the, the, the shirt, I'll take the note and thank you. Like I've done my checklist, check off. I've gotten to know my grandfather and now I can move on to my merry way with my life. Done, right? And I think that some people live a life where that that's their reality. It's like the way they interact with whether it's religion or texts or scriptures or, you know, or like whatever it is, it's like they, they have that version of it where it's like, oh, well, I know a little bit about it and now I'm ready to go and move, do my life. Like, I don't need to spend day in and day out studying these out and finding out if I can get any more from these things, right? Like they, they're, everybody lives their life in, in what is a priority to them. And I really do honor that, right? Like, it makes sense for everybody to have that freedom to do that. You know, some people will just take the shoelace and be like, sweet. Some people won't even take the shoelace. And they'll be like, oh, well, you keep it then. Like, all I wanted to know was that brief introduction and I'm good to go. Like, my mind feels settled in understanding that and I can just move on. And then I really truly believe that there's other people that do come along, though, that take the shoelace, take the shirt, take the papers and be like, but seriously though like I know that's all that's left over right now but come on like there's got to be more and they're 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 vigilant and they're like stalwart and they're like no I'm not gonna stop until I find everything every single thing that I could ever possibly find and then some right like I'm committed to this path right 
And so I'm grateful that I have been on a path that I've met people with that level of research and, and you know, like prayer and, and that level of searching, not just for physical remains, but for spirit and soul remains of this heavenly father, of this person that was our, is our parent, right? Like our heavenly parent. And so that's what I love about this gospel, like this restored gospel of Jesus Christ, taught by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, because it's like, oh my goodness! Like, it's like as if that grandchild was then able to come to another grandpa-type person, and let's say this grandpa person was able to be taught the restored gospel of Jesus Christ and all of this stuff. It's like, no, there's not just a shoelace. There's not just a piece of paper and not just a shirt. There's actually so much more, and it's continuing you know like this person this grandfather person is still alive and he's still giving current information current education current inspiration and revelation to those who are asking for it right like and it's there and it's ready and like if you want to be a part of it you can be you know like and like let them worship how where or what they may like you take it or leave it and that's just always what we get to choose right and it's just like, 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 okay. And I have to bring it up because I am in this journey where I am going to, like, I'm already connecting with lots of people from the, the country of origin that I was from, right? In China. And basically, I have these people that have been working all year for me, finding and, and, and gathering all of these names and all of these, like, pictures of, of ancestral homes and, and like all of these interviews that they're taking for me and having for me and writing it all down for me and then building it into this website deal where then I'm able to see it visually and actually access it and actually digest it all. And I feel like that grandchild going to this grandfather and getting the shoelace and getting the, the paper and getting the thing. And I feel honored. Honestly, I actually feel so honored even by having these tiny little fragments of these people that I was I am connected to and, I, and who have passed before me, right? I feel absolutely on fire and honored. Like that is not a, a tiny thing to say that that's tiny, right? Like, and because it's huge. And so just to realize that I already feel like this tiny thing is huge for me to have fragments of someone else's life. I can't even imagine what it could be like. Cause I, okay, well, I kind of already do like, right. Cause like, I don't know, I'm 32 now. I got baptized when I was 15. So that's like 15, 16, 17. I'm not even 32. I'm going to be 32 this month. So anyways, it's been like 16 years, right. Of, of me getting to be not just this grandchild that gets the fragments, right. But it's kind of been like backwards for me. My journey was like, I was getting the, the grandfather stuff from like the massive pool of like everything that the grandfather or heavenly father would want us to ever know and if we have any more questions he's like yeah open book please ask me ask me very directly very specifically what's on your heart what's in your mind what do you want to know about what are you looking for who who do you need to come into your life right now like those are the kinds of questions that i know he wants me to know that he cares about right and then now I'm the grandchild that's getting all the little fragments of everybody else, right? Like of all of these other people that I'm also connected with, right? And that we're all Heavenly Father's children and it's just like we get to be this team together to just like do this. And so I'm just like, 
over the moon. You know, I'm like feeling both ends. I'm feeling that connection with like my heavenly father. I'm feeling that connection with all of my ancestors that I'm like finding and, and I'm just like blown away. Like I cannot explain the level of elation and terrificness and amazingness and awesomeness that is compiled in the collection of all of these amazing things. Like it's, and it's, I love it because it's all invisible, right? Like my relationship with Heavenly Father, nobody else can see it. I just feel it in my heart. It's a real thing, right? Nobody can tell me it's something that it's not because it's invisible to them. You know, it's invisible to me, but I'm the one that has the experience with it, right? So it's like, no big deal, guys. Like, I don't need to prove anything. Same with the ancestor stuff, right? It's like I get fragments of this, that, and the other, and I know they're there. I just know they're there. I know, like, I love this painting where it's like this woman is praying, and there's all their hands of all her ancestors laid on top of her and everywhere, and it's this chain of ancestors placing their hands on her head as she's praying, almost to get like access to be like, I want to give her a blessing too. Like, I want to hear what her prayer is. Like, let me, let me see what I can do to be supportive to her. Cause she's like, she's like our like star lady that is like on the earth, like doing whatever she can for our good, you know, bringing us honor and like passing on our legacy, all of these kinds of things. Right. And I'm like, I'm just so touched. Every time I see that painting, I'm like, sweet. That is so bang on. I love that. So then there's that, right? That's And that's just my relationship with Heavenly Father, Heavenly Mother, Jesus Christ. Like, I am just so happy. Um, recently, I got this little experience where I'm, like, on the brink of, of developing this program that I'm so excited to do. Where it's like, I've been developing it this whole year, right? All along, right? Um, and it's basically like, because when the pandemic started, I just, my heart hurt for the whole world. It just did. It was this thing where I just felt like, you know what? People are going to be so sad. Like, not just the people that are sick in bed and dying, right? Everybody else, too. It's like everybody is being hit by this pandemic, whether it's they're actually sick with sickness and illness or they're, they're getting illnesses just because of the pandemic, right? And it's just like, I could just feel the weight of what was coming, like, immediately. And it just crushed me for a couple weeks there, I felt like. And, and I was just like, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm just, I feel useless. But at the same time, it just it became really clear. It's like, but I can do yoga, you know? I can do my scripture thing. I can... I can put those together, right? It's like, okay, like, sure. So then I go and teach yoga and I keep that up, right? Because I started my yoga teaching again, like a couple months before pandemic hit hard. And and I was like, just doing it like every other day. And I had a good group of five to 10 ladies that I was just cycling through to teach. And, and it was just really lovely. And then I, I switched over to like internet teaching kind of style and, I did that for a bit and then I got in and then we swapped back into face to face back and forth amongst different regulation stuff. And then just recently in the last few months, I really felt like I hunkered down to really decide. I'm like, I really feel like my style of yoga teaching is not like what I've been taught anymore. You know, it like when it started out, it was very much color within the lines. You get a coloring page and you color within the lines and that's all you do. 
when you, you sit down and go and do that, right? But lately, when I teach yoga, it's more like I have this blank canvas and I have every color of the rainbow that belongs on earth. And then I have this other palette that's all the colors of like the universal colors of the world, right? It's like, cause like that's what I bring into my practice is like, it's like this is a space where we just get to be this little girl or little boy like inside of us. We get to be that person, that child that we were before, but like just see it as if it's someone else. Cause sometimes that's easier to be like, oh, there's this other child. Like let's, let's treat them with so much like love and cherishing and gaze at them with so much um, encouragement and stuff, right? And, and so we see that young little tiny child there like picking up supplies for the first time and just drawing things on a page. And you feel that yearning to be like, oh, we need to protect this space so they can just draw, right? Like whatever we could do to protect the space so they can draw, let's do it, right? And so that's kind of what I've been building into my yoga practice. It's like, you know, I start the, the practice with like, hey, let's spend a few minutes building our intention or becoming aware of what our intention has been. You know, like before we got to the mat, currently as we're on the mat, like what is our desire? What is our dream? What is our hope? What is like, let's allow some space for all of those things to be real, valuable, and let us be validated in them, right? Like let us just see them as they are and be be honest about them, that, that we get to build and bring those things to fruition on our canvas today, right? Like in our heart, in our mind. Like let's look at this canvas and let's splash it in the exact kind of like picture that we wanna create, right? Like, like let's just pretend for a moment that we don't have like the follies of an earthly experience where, you know, as a child, we kind of mark on the page and then we're like, oh no, that's not how I wanted to do it. It was too jagged and I want it to be smooth. And then you try to erase it, right? And try it again. In those situations, you kind of have to try again, try again, try again for like a hundred times before you really get it the way you want. But let's just pretend in this specific situation, it's not like that. It's like you think it and it is, and it's already there. And there, you don't have to feel like you have to erase anything because whatever is splashing on there, it's actually exactly what you're feeling, how you're feeling. And it just is, um, and let it be what it is. Right? So that's, that's kind of like the intent, like how I help people set up their intention to start off. Like they see these colors in their mind, like whether it's colors, feelings, sounds, smells, tastes, music, like I just bring it all in there as if it's like this canvas. It's not just like a 2d canvas. It's like a whole like 3d, but like, but like heavenly 3d kind of experience, right? Like you don't get to just work with like earthly materials that we have on this earth, you get to work with all of the universe's materials as well. So then you get to like really play with this, right? And so that's really fun to create. And then I'm just like, okay, now that you have this canvas, let's package it into this little seed and let's package it into our little heart here and let's let that grow. You know, every breath, let's let it grow. Let's let it shoot up and let's picture this tree going from tiny seed to sprouting into this like little, like tiny little plant to then like the trunk is getting thicker and thicker. The branches are hanging down and around us and it's protecting us. And every exhale breath, those, those roots are just getting deeper and deeper and creating this bed underneath us of firmness and being completely rooted and grounded, you know, even straight down into the, towards the core of the earth, right? Just like totally connected. And then uh, we, we notice how safe we feel in our little tiny kind of like 
treehouse cave kind of experience, right? Like we just feel so like still and like, you know, there's storms blowing around us. We know that, but it's like in this tiny little place where we get to sit, it's all good. Like everything is just totally quiet and safe and sound. So that's what I help them build. And then I say, okay, and then on the outskirts, notice on the outskirts of this tree, there's a ring around us. There is a ring of light and we notice around us that that the reason why those 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 the storm isn't really hitting us is not just because of the tree. The tree is something that we intentionally built for our shield, but then we notice there's this force field around this tree, even protecting that. And we notice, similar to when we look up at the earth, you know, like we're standing on the earth looking up, right? And we all we see is blue skies, right? And similar to how there's a force field around the earth, like some people call it the atmosphere, whatever, right? That kind of separates the earth from like space, right? It's like we have this special person standing there and he's holding out his hands and he is holding out his hands and we're noticing that there's storms all around and there's even fiery darts flying at us, just like trying to attack and just break our tree, break our intention, all this stuff. And he's holding out his hands and he's turning them all into dust. They just turn into dust and they fall. And we notice his hands have prints on them and our names are written in his in the palms of his hands. And we know who that is. And we feel the immensity of who that person is and how he's protecting us. And we just feel that depth in our heart, in our whole being, every cell. And we just feel so thankful that he cares about this sacred time that we have to just breathe and to just be in this space to just become and realize and and just have this stillness you know have this pondering time have this this time where we can really be receptive to truth and and receptive to all the things that are for us to accept to to see clearly to draw closer to our heavenly parents and actually be even more attached with them to like commune with them to sit with them to just invite them into our lives right like ask for them to be here with us you know like and just 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 have this lovely family time right like starting with ourselves right starting with this connection as if we're our own best friend our own body card for our own selves and let's just do this right and so that's the kind of style that I've been building. Like, and then we, we do the yoga thing. We transition out. We usually do eye exercises. We do like, you know, other like breathing technique stuff. And then we transition into like more active type of yoga, depending on the focus of the group. You know, some of them might need more active yoga for that day. Some of them might need more of a restorative kind of yoga approach. And so then we do some of that. And then we do our cool down poses and then our restful poses. And then we go into like more of a meditation before we kind of like wake up um and and then we kind of have this mini chat at the end just saying like hey if there's anything that stood out to you during your practice today as you were just like building your canvas building your intention or just going through the poses like please feel ready to share when you're ready you know like just this is an open mic time for you to just speak up when you feel that you're ready and we're here ready to listen you know, like we're just here ready to hear what your painting looked like. What did your, you know, how did you feel amongst all of this experience and all of that, right? And so I'm just like, yes, 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 yes. I love it. I'm so 
this over the moon. I love that that's like the style that I've been building. And then to then have this experience where it's like I'm on the verge of being able to teach with like a group that has basically reached 28 states, five countries around the world, and they're literally serving that audience currently. You know, they've been doing it for the last however many years. And now it's a thing and they're still gathering their teachers and everything. And it's just so sweet connecting with them. Because as I was doing, I was like, man, I wouldn't be surprised if I'm doing this until the second coming, right? Like until like the end of the world or whatever. And I'm just like, I'm just happy to be doing this. Like I'm just so delighted. And I love the schedule where it's like only a couple times a week, only for like an hour at a time, right? I'm just like, sweet. Like I can do this night and day. Like it's all sweet. I'm just over the moon that I could be like doing the things that I need to do so I feel connected and attached with my heavenly parents. And then that's, there's people in the world that would be interested in, in me sharing that with them, which is like a no brainer to me, right? It's just like, well, yeah, like, sure. Of course I'll give you that, right? It's like, like in the most simplest of terms, not to be derogatory or dogma, like I don't wanna be offending anyone, but basically it's like, I just feel like I'm cheating sometimes. You know, like, I don't know if you've ever felt that way where it's like you do something just because you love to do it, right? But then suddenly, it, apparently other people like it too. So you're just like, sweet, you can have that. I don't know if artists ever feel this way where they're just making art because they just love to make it, right? And then sure, somebody says, yeah, like have a gallery, have like a studio so other people can have your leftovers, right? And they're like, I, I wonder if there's some artists out there being like, are you serious? You think that's good art? Like. You want the leftovers of what I was just like scribbling around with? Like, sure, you can put whatever price tag you want to it. You can do whatever you need with it. Because really, I was just doing it for me, really, for that amount of time for me to be present with the world around me. And you want to package it up into something to share with other people and for that to be perpetuated, that ripple effect to happen? Okay, like sweet like sure like have the leftovers have like the little bits of scrap paper half the things that I would be recycling anyways and like wanting to reuse or whatever and because like I'm moving on and I'm making the next thing right and it's just like I just feel so blessed like to have some level of artistic license to do what I'm doing and there's people in the world that encourage me in that way where it's like, oh, sweet, you want this? Sweet, good. But either way, I'm just doing my happy thing. And I love that what I do is so very much just invisible, right? It's just like, you know, you can see it while you're there, but really it's like you can only clearly see what I'm doing when you close your eyes and you really take time to listen and really take time to really take what is there for for me, you, everyone, when our eyes are closed and we can really be, be asking those questions that are dear to our hearts. And we can be listening and, and receiving answers. So I'm just like, sweet, sweet, sweet. <laughs> like, I'm over the moon. I love that when, when I'm trying to be attached with my sweet heavenly parents, I can be also be helping others do that. Like, sweet. I love this. And then, so that's like over the top, amazing for me. That's like the biggest news of my life right now, pretty well, right? And then I'm probably gonna make some other recordings because I haven't even touched on all the other aspects. Because usually when I do this like recording stuff, I like to touch on, oh, hey, this is how I'm building my relationship in this area. And then this is how I'm building my relationship with self, spouse, children, public, those kinds of things. And then I might transition and be like, oh, and these are the thing, like the four quadrants that I'm working on with this Child and You program where it's like, 
this is what I'm doing for my physical goals. Like, this is what I'm doing for my spiritual. And, like, I think I pretty much tackled that this time, right? Kind of. Um, and then this is what I'm doing for my intellectual. And this is what I'm doing for my social, right? Like, and I just kind of tackle all of those so that I kind of get into this place where it's like, um, yeah, so that's my life, right? Like, and that's just what it is right now. So hopefully I can make some more of this so I can, like, tackle all those things um, before things change some more in my life. 